Hello and welcome to Dear Pop Culture Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about pop culture that is dear to us. I am Gina Harms. I am the host. Um, today uh, we recorded an episode. We have an awesome guest, hilarious comedian, um, Damon Schritter. He uh, does the Microdose podcast. Um, yeah, I think you're going to love it. We talk about first concerts and um, meeting celebrities um sneaking into the movies um yeah it's a really good uh really funny chat and um uh, we got a, a special guest from a dog uh you know <laughs> it's uh unpredictable you never know what will happen um so yeah i i don't really have any shows coming up because to plug because it's the summer i didn't need to say that but uh, i did anyway um, but I hope you enjoy the episode wherever you are, sending out lots of love. And yeah, here it is. Yeah, like there's a. Into us yeah, I, about I'll do a, an intro by myself. After, after you're gonna pick I'm some gonna point like, of it and be we, like, this we talked, we talked about, about. <laughs> I get it. I'm so bad at that though, and I literally do the intro like right after you leave. I'll do it, and I'll be like, uh, I think we talked about <laughs> uh, yeah, elephants. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember on mine either, like no. what, what we have to listen to it. But so you're kind of like a contestant in Survivor when they're interviewing them about what happened, but they're talking. Later, obviously, but right. they are pretending like they don't know what the outcome is. Yes, you go back. Yeah, your 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 reality television. For yeah, your intro. it's my okay. reality TV confessional. Like, wow, that's, that's <laughs> part of your pop culture influence. I guess so. I, guess. I like right? that. That's yeah. a good way to look that's at the way it. Way to do it. So you go back after. I won't be here. I won't be present. Won't see it. <laughs> I'm I'm dismissed. You'll have like no idea. Well, you could stay. <laughs> <laughs> or ah, I can probably go home. I'll see it when it comes out. Like you know. yeah, yeah. It's never usually a, like a long intro. Is and it, then there's music. Yeah. Are you um like selling it? Are you out there with excitement? You gotta want. Are I you try sales to be. pitching? <laughs> or are you pretty casual? Like I'm oh, pretty you know. casual by nature. I'm just like yeah, like I think you'll enjoy it. And and I'll, I try to I pitch the the guests. Okay. I'll talk you up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mention the Microdose podcast. That's why I'm wearing the hat. Yes, exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. We got hats you made. Got good branding. Well, we. <laughs> it was Paul, my podcast partner. He said, "I got an idea. I want to make. Uh, I'm going to take you to the mall." He was going to get us hats. That was the idea. <laughs> and I had been bra- talking, and I had like 180 bucks in my pocket, and I was like, "It's really hard. I can't get rid of this cash." I was talking about. We went to the hat shop. These two hats cost 160 bucks for two of them. And then they didn't, their bank machine, their debit card thing was down. Oh. So you had to pay with cash. And Paul was like, I guess I'll go find a machine. I'm like, I'll buy it. So I wound up having to pay for the hats that were supposed to be a gift from Paul. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) You shouldn't brag about not being able to spend money. Karma got me. Yeah. Then he didn't pay you back? No, it was well, was, I was like, God, ah, now <laughs> I guess I paid for it. We're both in the podcast together. Why should he be paying for it? Right. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> so, yeah, we did branding. Nice. So you don't sell them yet? No, no. <laughs> Who's going to pay $70 for a microdose say, cap? Like, we maybe cap. if we mass produced them, <laughs> we could get, the, if we could get the cost down to, like, 20 bucks a cap. 
Yeah, actually, I was um, buying a birthday present for my friend, and I wanted to get them like a, yeah, a custom hat with just like some text on it. It's expensive. I was looking at all these different websites. Yeah, they don't have just the shops where you can go in anymore, and they yeah. put like, like your shirt, like oh, a yeah. like an iron on. Yeah, Is that like an iron on, like when you could go to like Bang on Tees and you pick it's like. It does seem like that. Yeah, it feels like that. I bought yeah. it from a store like okay. this, but. So you could you could just go in before and you open up a book and like put spell this on my shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those all closed down. I guess so. There's one. There's one on Granville Island. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. But you got to order and it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who worked there uh, for a while and they would be like, "You could get anything you want," because um, because usually you could bring them a picture and then they'll be like, "That's copyright. We can't." But he was like, "I'll just do it for you," oh. and so I would send him all these pictures all the time. But then he'd be like. No, I don't like that. <laughs> like you refuse to make anything you want? Like, I was like, he's like, I'll make you any t-shirt you want. And then I sent him, I wanted a, a shirt of China, the wrestler. And I sent him, a, like, two pictures of her that I loved. And then he, he was like, he made one of, of her for me. So he made one, but it was not of either of the pictures that I sent. <laughs> oh, he picked his own picture. He picked his own picture. After all that. So he won't he'll make you a shirt but not necessarily the one you want. Yeah. There's a there's a caveat. I <laughs> yeah, I went there and got uh a shirt made that said like tool and comedy cuz before the pandemic I was with Rory Scovel and we were following Tool on tour. Comedians following Tool on tour, the tour. <laughs> so we would go to whatever city they were in, like Austin, Texas. We would go do the show the night before Tool played. And the idea was we'll go do a show, we'll make money, and then we'll go to the Tool concert. Wow. But he went on Conan and talked about it. And then the guitarist from Tool, Adam Jones, saw him and started, got a hold of him on Instagram. So the guitarist from Tool showed up at our show in Austin. And then invited us to come to the sound check. And next thing you knew, we were hanging around with Tool. Like we had like backstage passes. Yeah. When everything shut down, I was like in the arena in Portland where oh, wow. the clip, uh, whatever, Trailblazers play. And then that's when everything shut down for COVID. But I was just walking around like I was part of the band. I knew all the roadies. <laughs> I was like, hey guys, I like, I only know Adam, the guitarist. I don't really know the other band members. But yeah. So I got this shirt that said like Tool and Comedy because we're talking about karma. I'd say, I don't know, maybe that was March, so September before that, Rory and I were flying to Cleveland to do a show, and he saw the guitarist guy from Tool in the airport. Mm -hmm. He's like, Adam, Adam, he chased him down, and I stopped and took a picture of him. So it's those two together in the airport as they're changing play. But we didn't know him then. Right. And then... He didn't know... And yeah. we didn't know we were going to do the tour, all this <laughs> stuff. There was just this picture. So it's the it's just this crazy picture I took in an airport of those two. So yeah. then I put it on a shirt, and then nobody wore it. Just oh. me. They're like, oh, what? You're like the mom on a soccer team? <laughs> they kind of made fun of me. So, no. <laughs> yeah, I got a little crushed. Rory <laughs> didn't wear his shirt. Adam took his shirt. I don't know if he ever wore it. But oh. uh, but he was like, you should make these shirts for your guys' tour. Yeah. And then I said, yeah, but those shirts were like 70 bucks a shirt because it's your friend. Right. <laughs> who charges like a crazy amount unless you get a whole bunch of shirts made. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> There's some pulp culture. Is, exactly. Is tool pulp culture? I, I I feel like yes, like I I I feel like any form of entertainment counts, but it okay. is very. I don't really know. I feel like they're almost like. You feel like you wouldn't know. Yeah, you'd think so. I think they're like. 
don't know if they fall in them now, but they won like, I don't know, what is it, a Grammy? For like album of the year for rock, I don't know what it is. They, they're a big award. They fill out stadiums. I thought they were kind of. Yeah, like I've definitely heard of them, but I I couldn't name a Tool song. Yeah, and I didn't <laughs> know that I liked them. Like I did uh, before. Enough to follow them on no, tour. Well, I wound up, uh, <laughs> uh, my wife really liked them, so I really got into Tool. And when I did my one-man show, yeah, the song when you were coming into, like the last song you played before my show started was a song by Tool. 46 and 2, but it was done by uh, a lullaby. So it sounds like children's music. They play little xylophones, so it's kind of soft. I found this weird, you can find them where they cover like songs that you love, but they'll be like a a Nirvana song, but it's made for like a baby's lullaby. I've I've seen those. So I thought that was pretty (laughs) tranquil for people to sit. It would sort of put them in a bit of a trance, but it was still a cool song. And uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that. (laughs) But they... I guess it's it's that Tool is is really big, but I thought for a long time I got the band Tool and Corn mixed up because when I had okay. roommates, they used to come home and blare like that at like four in the morning and wake me up when I still had a job, like when I was like twenty three yeah. or whatever. Are they are Tool and Corn like similar music? No, styles? apparently they're completely different. <laughs> What, so ki- what kind of like I corn w- is horrible? Uh, yeah, because yeah. that's the Co- thing. I can pick out a corn song. I I know a couple just because because I used to watch like much music and so like they would just play all kinds of videos. Yes. So like you, but uh, but it never never tool. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I well tool. They used to show some tool videos, but they make like the artwork was really weird. These claymation guys. Oh. It was kind of creepy. Yeah. But the guys from Tool actually make the videos. They're oh, also wow. like effects artists and stuff and their comic book like the guitarist is like a comic book collector oh that's awesome stuff. so they're they're actually like they're real creative they just people. happen to be yeah they ter- turn out to be artsy people yeah and so i really enjoyed following them around it nice. was really fun <laughs> so i great. recommend it if anybody out there gets the chance to follow tool on tour uh you should do it cool that's and i think we're the first ones to do it because he was like oh nobody's ever <laughs> No, but no other artists have ever done this. Like, even yeah. like uh, I guess so it took a group of weirdo comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would do I, that. Sounds so fun. You can follow corn. <laughs> yeah, I'll follow corn. <laughs> I'll just not know. I'm like trying to think of one song I know. Well, that's how I, like when you said uh, music videos, that's how I used to find all my music. Yeah. At one point, because I'd be on the road, I would just throw the TV on in the hotel, and much music still played. Videos. videos. Yeah. So I could find out what was out and what, like, now I couldn't tell you what's new. Spotify steers me into whatever. That's how I find all my music because yeah. you can't listen on a radio. I don't know where to find new music. I know. And even then with Spotify, like, I'm not listening to the new music it suggests. I'm just playing the old stuff constantly. I don't click on my, like, new release playlist ever. And <laughs> I, so I, I sometimes go like, hey, because you like that, you might like this. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Take a walk. Yeah. Take a walk I sometime, Gina. To. Take a walk down there. You <laughs> won't like every song, but you'll be like, oh, maybe I'll put a heart beside this one. Yeah. And it can go in my collection of songs I do like. That's true. Because it's the same, I find, with, like, TV. Because it's like, you used to just, you'd be just channel surfing, and you'd, you'd just, something would catch your eye and be like, what's this? Oh, I'm going to watch this for a while. But now with streaming, I if something's new and I've never heard of it, like I'm just not clicking on it. I'm just rewatching the same stuff. So all you, the time. you're like a person who only likes <laughs> certain foods. 
you get your program <laughs> and your music and you're like, no, this is my likes over here. Yeah. I'm not going to try that new sauce. I try stuff. But I mean, that is, it's a good analogy, but I'm not like that with food. <laughs> no, but like get that with your, your, your TV and your kind of, and your music. Yeah. You got your niche. Yeah. And it's going to take something spectacular to break it, into your friend group. It really, it does. Your little circle of trust. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Which is so, I want to try, but like, I don't know. It, with movies, I do it. I like yeah. watching new movies. I go to movies. Do you sneak into the theater? Um, no, I have like twice. Twice. Okay. So <laughs> have you ever been away somewhere you got to like kill a day and you go to like a multiplex where they got like oh, yeah. movies playing all day. So yeah. you can sort of go from movie to movie. Well, that's I worked for Cineplex on and off for basically 10 years. 10 years? <laughs> like I worked at the one in Kamloops for like, I want to say eight years. I left for a year to go to Australia, but like I... Started there when I was 15. So it took eight years of Cineplex money to save up for a one-year trip to Australia? Is <laughs> Honestly, that <it>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> and then um, when I moved to Vancouver, I didn't want to work at the theater, but then it just, when I was in school and stuff, it kind of yeah. was like, well, it's it's a good job. So I worked at this one at Fifth Ave for like a year and a half. And you get to see free movies. Exactly. That's the perk. Like I worked... Yeah. Um, I worked at w- when they used to have the theaters where they're like three movies for five, but they'd be second run before they would come out on videos. So I yeah. worked at one like it's now a nightclub on Granville Street. Oh, but it was the Paradise Cinema. So you could come in like I forget what five bucks and you get to see two, maybe two movies. That's awesome. And one was usually good and one was like a movie that didn't do well. Yeah. So it got there <laughs> early and the other one would be like, oh, because movies used to stay in the theater till people stopped going. Yeah. And then they'd move them out. Yeah, and then they would take like a year to come out on video. Yes, now they you come t- out you so had a quick. Gap. <laughs> if you didn't see it in the theater, yeah, you had a year to wait. Yeah, you were waiting a while. It. Yeah, they didn't just come out. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to wait till it played all over the world. I don't know where it finished playing. Toledo, right? Till it closed <laughs> up in the last shop. Yeah, and then and then it would come out, and then you get to your video store, and they'd only have like five copies. So yeah. there'd just be a photocopy of the movie <laughs> you wanted to get, telling you like. Nope. Yeah. We don't have it. (laughs) And whereas like, uh, but there right now for people out there, this is a great time to sneak into movies. Because if you don't buy your movie tickets ahead of time at like Tinseltown and some of them where they Mm. scan them, they're like, oh, you got to go to the popcorn lineup and buy your ticket there. Okay. So you walk over to the popcorn lineup and you talk for a minute and then you just (laughs) walk into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this so is good to know. It's good I'm to gonna know. I'm going to get into it. I don't pirate <laughs> movies. I don't go in and tape them, but I'll go see if, if nobody's there to collect my money at the front. If you don't put a person yeah. on the in the booth to take my money, then that's yeah. your fault. I think that's I'll fair. gladly pay, but you have to have the person at the paying place. Right. Don't now, make me stand in the popcorn lineup. But now there's like uh, reserved seats at a lot of them, so you have to make sure it's not packed. Yeah. Yeah, I went to see uh, the J- James Bond movie last year, and it was sold out. And there was this couple, like, first they were sitting in my seat. I got there pretty early. I was like, oh, you're in my seat, sorry. So they just, like, they were like, oh, sorry, and they just moved over. And then the next person came up, and they are like, you're in our seat. And then they moved, like, further down to the end of the row, 
and then the movie was starting and then this other couple came in and they were like and but they didn't say anything because the movie had already started so then they went and just sat near the front but then these other people came into the front and they were like hey you're in our seats and then they were like hey well you're in our seats and then like they had to like they came and got the usher and i was like oh this is messy (laughs) so if it's sold out don't try it you gotta go to a movie because just well because it because of the reserved seats they started doing reserved seats because of covid well i showed paul i took (laughs) paul the guy i do my podcast with with me while he was here yeah and he was worried that the they were going to come in like, what if they check our tickets? And I'm like, have you ever been in a movie theater where a guy just walks in and is like, tickets, please. Yeah. Tickets, <laughs> it's not, you're not on a sky train or a subway. <laughs> they don't check your ticket. Once you're in, yeah. you're good unless that happens, what you're describing. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're generally, you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. You should be able to make it into the theater. Yeah. And watch what you're going to watch. Yeah. And um, that one, Tinseltown, I feel like every time I go there, there's nobody there. Yeah, it's Ev- not every movie I see there, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty small. You can usually sneak in. You don't have to worry about James Bond being sold out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. What was the last movie you saw in theaters? Um, I just went a couple of nights ago to see. What have I seen? Well, I saw the Nicolas Cage movie where Ooh. he was was the unbearable weightness of. Massive talent, talent. Massive talent. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was, it was good, really right? cool Like that you, because he was playing himself, yeah. but then you realize while they're doing the acid that they're writing, that the movie that they're in is the movie they're writing. Yeah. So it's kind of got all <laughs> these sort of layers to it that was, that was really cool. So I like that. And then what is the last one? I don't know. Just went to see. My memory is. Top Gun. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. I finally went to see. <laughs> I finally went to see Top Gun because everyone had said how great it was. Yeah. And yeah, it lived up to all, all the. It was fun. It, Top it Gun was, was fun. It was really good. I was like, it, I felt embarrassed. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like leaning forward. <laughs> Literally, did, I was like. <gasps> did you see the original Top Gun? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen okay. it a couple times. Actually. Yeah. So like I saw Top Gun. I was a kid when it came out, and that's yeah. when I got all my hair cut. Found out what gel was. <laughs> I was like, I want my hair cut like Tom Cruise. I had yeah. that like short hair gelled up. Uh, thought it was awesome. But the great thing about Top Gun is that they're like they're in real jets. Right. They didn't CGI it. That's crazy. Right. So Tom, it's great that Tom Cruise is a nut job. It's great. It yes, is. Because <laughs> that's probably why they took 30 years. He's like, no, when you can put me in a plane mm-hmm. and I actually can do all the turns and pull all the G's. Yeah. He'll do it like he, they strapped him. To the side of the plane in the, what's Mission Impossible? Yeah, they actually he wanted to do the stunt. They put they glued him, yeah, whatever to the outside of a transport plane, and it took off with Tom Cruise so strapped to the side. Yeah, and didn't he do the one where he's like in that big tall building in Dubai? He's like hanging off of it. I think he so. Actually like do he that does too? all his stuff, <laughs> and yeah. he's I don't know. I think he's like sixty, right? And also, like I was thinking about that, and I was like, people like talk a lot of they have a lot of hate for him as a person but i'm like he's been making good movies for over 30 years yeah he takes (laughs) his movie making seriously and there's nobody that is funnier to watch spaz than tom cruise when he spazzes and he has to run like i laugh in hysterics because he like when he gets wound up like 
in the show me the money one with Jerry oh, Maguire yeah. and he's freaking out and run like whenever Tom Cruise has a meltdown freak out has to run somewhere yeah I think it's one of the funniest moments in <laughs> you can see in a movie it's not meant to be funny right but to me I always think him spazzing and running is hilarious it is <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's got uh his he's got a really funny <laughs> face that sounds bad but like facial expressions yeah he's 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 great at what he does and and you know what people who have worked i know a few people who have uh, worked on a movie that he's been on or yeah. interviewed him and they said he's an awesome person oh. the interview they said it was our, their favorite person they've ever interviewed and then on set like he knows everybody he remembers like nice just the person getting the coffee the like the pa guy like so knows everybody remembers like kids names like he asks about them like he's not uh yeah not one of those guys where you're not allowed to look at their face yeah or whatever you know like i literally just did background on a movie last year that um bruce willis was the star of and they came into the background room and they're like nobody look him in the eye <laughs> <laughs> and were they serious yes and what would happen what, <laughs> what happens if did, I mean, did anyone like did someone look him in the eye and they turned to stone i don't what right? happens if you, is it a <laughs> they, warning they, for they your just health said, they said like they came in and they were like hey like because we didn't know what the movie was. I just did one day. We didn't know, like, who the star war was or what the movie was. And then they we were all just in the background room, just like, okay, what's going on? And then they came in, and they're like, just so everybody knows, you will be, like, in scenes with Bruce. And um, they were like, so, like, just try not to look at him. He, he's li- he likes to be a regular guy like everyone else. So, like, you know, he doesn't like to be stared at, so just don't look at him. Like, that's not you can't be a regular guy and then ask not to be exactly looked at exactly right <laughs> i think and it's like i understand if they're like we don't want you to like ask for a picture yeah sure that's cr- that you and shouldn't do that on a set that's really unprofessional <laughs> and did you guys say hey we are professional extras we know not to look we're paid not to look at the star the camera we know what we're doing right like fuck I, off <laughs> we should have <laughs> It was a crazy day. It was the, I've only done that one day of background and it was like also like we were on our lunch break and the like background wrangler this lady yeah. like came in and she was like or no she was like okay lunch is in 10 minutes and we're all like okay and it was like this moment where she was like realized she had everyone in the room's attention and she goes just curious um like on a scale of 1 to 10 how uh, how does she say? How um, truthful do you think the CBC is? <laughs> like, <laughs> she, she just was like, "Do you think the news is actually telling us the truth?" And we were all just like, "What?" <laughs> That's a weird one from the Wrangler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then she just started going on and on, and like we were just like, "Okay, okay. yeah, uh, lunch." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, "Okay, great." Wow, I uh, <laughs> it was pretty. Funny. I've never done it. I've never done a background day like that. Yeah. Probably should like I'm a union actor. Like right. I get like a union. I yeah, think it pays you. I think for union you'd get a better rate. I don't yeah, know. You get like twenty eight w- bucks an hour, and then forty if it's over eight hours or something like so. Yeah, I could just go sit around all day and then not. Oh, I just know don't stare at Bruce Willis. That's exactly. the only rule to be in a background actor. Yeah, and he's retired from acting now. That's so right. So you don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. I can I stare at whoever I want. <laughs> yeah, I might have worked on his last movie. Oh, uh, that would be sad. Yeah. It was good. Uh, yeah, but he got, well, we won't talk about that. Yeah. That's not good, <laughs> funny entertainment. Yeah. 
Um, no, I just wanted to. I had never been on a like a set before, so I was like, I'll just do it. Never been on a set. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that was my experience. I I started <laughs> out like on sets. Right. As like uh before they had PA, like I got a job on some movies and TV shows here where you were like. Well, I got up to be in like an assistant director. Oh wow! And stuff like I was the one who had to go get the talent, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really fun. It was really fun. Be- like everything was exciting then, but then I found out that's not really how you get to make movies or be in movies. Yeah. But I got to do a- yeah, I got to do one with Diane Lane. Oh, I it love was- her. Ch- yeah, <laughs> me too. And I was like a kid, and it was like Cherry Valance from The Outsiders, and I was like, yeah, like I couldn't talk, like. Uh- <laughs> Like, you think she's beautiful on screen when you meet her, you're like, oh, this is why, like, when I've run into, like, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. And that, you're like, oh, no, Sigourney Weaver. Sorry. You're like, they're, like, they have this star, po- like, you're, you get a little bit like, Presence. ah. Yeah. It's Sigourney Weaver. Wow. I don't know what, I, I can't talk to her. Yeah. It frees up, <laughs> so. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's a good question. Is that, like, the most starstruck you've ever been? Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Um. No, well, that's because she just came out of nowhere and knew the uh, guy I was with at the Toronto Film Festival. So all of a sudden, I was like in a conversation oh. with Sigourney Weaver. Like she spilt red wine on me, and I didn't wash my shirt. Oh, like, oh Sigourney <laughs> Weaver spilt that on me, right? I didn't know I was going to be like I had no. It was like the Bruce Willis thing you're talking about. Like yeah. all of a sudden, she was there. Yeah. So the most I don't usually get starstruck. Most people I can. Yeah. Uh, her presence though was uh, overwhelming, Surprising. and just and then. Diane Lane because I had like a crush on her from the time I was a kid. I couldn't believe she was sitting like you to me away. Yeah, she was like can you uh, maybe get me a soda? And like, yeah, <laughs> yes, Miss oh Lane, God. I'll be right. You know, like uh, yeah. um, most starstruck I've been. Uh, David Lee Roth. Ooh. David Lee Roth got in an elevator in Chicago with me. Yeah. Uh, while I was there doing a comedy festival, and the weird thing is, I had seen. I didn't realize it was him. But I saw this guy walking crossing the street. I thought it was a hobo. He had like a faded sun hat and this th- he looked awful. This guy, I was like, what's that guy doing in this neighborhood? There's this hobo. And then I was in the elevator and the doors open and it was, it, the hobo turned out to be David Lee Roth. Oh my God. And he got on the elevator and his, he was the color of ashes. Like he didn't look healthy. Like his skin was gray. He looked like an, a walking ashtray. <laughs> and, but because I was such a big Van Halen fan when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I was like, Diamond Dave. <laughs> I called him Diamond Dave, and he nice. didn't look at me. I'm like, I'm a huge fan. I've had all your, like, since I was a kid, I'm here doing the Chicago Comedy Festival. It was just me and two old people. And, and he's like, yeah, good for you. And then he didn't <laughs> he didn't look at me. He didn't do anything. And then the elevator, you know, came to his floor, and he just he walked off. So he snubbed me. Yeah. But that's probably because I was overly excited. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, 28. Right. I wasn't a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, but I just couldn't believe David Lee Roth was in an elevator with me all of a sudden. Right. And it didn't even matter that he looked like an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, if that's, that's the power of like, yeah, someone you like loved that much. Like. Yeah. And, and he, like he was the Sigourney weird, like the weirdest, uh, uh, a little starstruck, um, uh, Bono and the edge. Oh, whoa. When they. I was just drinking in a bar in Toronto, like an outdoor deck, and they were playing that night. And then, all like he, they came in, and I guess Bono, I just felt a hand on my shoulder, and I turned. It was Bono. He was like, "Come!" He, he was come. They came for drinks. So then, after me, he went sort of like touching people's shoulders as he went to. But he was still. Why was he touching people? I don't know. It was just weird. Like I was talking, I was drinking <laughs> with some other comics, like John. I think it was John Doerr and a couple of these guys. And all of a sudden, I felt this hand. And I turn, and it's. 
Bono. Oh my God. And the edge. And he's wearing the cowboy hat with the blue sunglasses. It's like two in the morning. Okay. One, maybe they've done their concert. He comes in with the edge. Edge is in his toque, right? Yeah. They come in, they got, all, they got all these bouncers around them. And then they sit down at a, they, they sit like way over, like not far away, a couple of tables over. And they're yeah. just there sort of hanging out. And you're like, oh my God, that's Bono. Yeah. And so I had a, I bought a Che Guevara picture outside the, Blue Jays game we were at, like a print with, and I was like, I'm gonna go get him a sign. The guy, I went over, <laughs> and before I could get to Bono, the bouncer was like, No, sit down. You're not coming anywhere near him. I was kind of drunk. I was like, Oh, rats, Aww. right? And then Bono left, and uh, he didn't touch everyone on the way out. Right. You know, it wasn't that busy. It was, it was, there wasn't that many people there, really. And then the edge stayed and was drinking with like a couple of women and the bouncer. And then I came over. Nobody stopped me when I went to walk up to the edge. There was no protection for the edge. (laughs) He was fine. I said, "Hey, I've got this. Can you sign this for my girlfriend?" Like, so I so you like signed like two Patsy the edge. Like, so I just thought it'd be cool to get on a Jay Cavera, a Che Cavera picture autographed with the edge. Nice to the girlfriend I had, (laughs) and then I had to carry that for two weeks around Toronto, right, until I went home. And a great surprise. It was up on the wall, and I guess she still has it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah not my oh, girlfriend so anymore. you don't have it. I don't have the Che Guevara edge. Right. <laughs> yeah, signed. Just the experience. Yeah, I mean, so. that's so good. I Yeah, to be fair, like, I don't think I would recognize the edge without Bono there. <laughs> like, Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> like, after Bono left, nobody seemed that concerned, but he has his toque on, and he looks like the edge. Yeah, like, I do know what he looks like, but I probably would be like, he looks familiar, but I don't know if I would... Put it together. Yeah, Bono is Bono. Yeah. Cowboy hat, sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses whatever. always. Leather jacket. The whole, exactly how he looks in every, like he just stepped <laughs> off stage. Only yeah. this is his go out in regular people outfit. And small. Yeah. They're both like 5'5". Five five. They're little Irish guys. Oh. Like you think of them <laughs> as these giant sort of rock gods. But when they yeah. walk by you, because I stood up, ah, oh, Bono, I was drunk. Right. And, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm taller than Bono because I'm not that tall a guy. Yeah, so many celebrities are so much shorter than you think. Yeah, but then Sigourney Weaver was way taller than I thought. Okay. She, like, towered yeah, over tall, me. isn't she? Right? So you either have this, like, right. you think everybody's going to be pretty tall, and then yeah. most of them aren't. Yeah. Especially, like, TV actors. I don't know. I feel like every TV actor I've seen is, like, really short. Like, um, when I was working at the Fifth Avenue cineplex like a lot of people who filmed shows in vancouver would come watch movies there and the girl who played supergirl i just remember she was like i think like five four like she was just tiny and like really like yeah and really thin thin and and i'm just like that's supergirl not (laughs) too impressive like doesn't look like she could bend a steel beam exactly i was like okay Did they come and see themselves in movies? Were they like sneaking uh, in? No, I think so. Casey Affleck came to that theater, and I th- think he watched Manchester by the Sea. Watched his own movie? Yeah, I can't remember. I could be making that up. He could have seen another movie, but he it was Casey another, Affleck. But he was there, and that movie was playing. Was playing. And but I just well, I guess if you were going to see it, you'd want to sneak in maybe and see what the crowd is doing. Yeah, I, I get that. See if people like laugh or I it's feel Manchester like it, the, by the, the Oscars sea. had already happened. Yeah. Like he already knew the consensus. And at Manchester <laughs> in the Sea, are you just waiting to hear if people are crying? Yeah, that like what, it's honestly, not a, like a comedy. The saddest movie I've ever seen in my life. 
is Manchester at the it Sea. It may be that movie. I, oh my God, it's rough. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that, I don't really remember it, probably because it was rough. Yeah. And so, saddest, saddest movie? Well, ju- yeah, just in that, like, I wasn't expecting part of it. I, I'm not trying not to ruin it, but I'm just oh, like... We'd don't do spoiler alerts. Well, no, like, we do you can. Think that people are gonna That's rush. That's what out I'm gonna say. Everyone's like, gonna be like, oh, I gotta see Manchester uh, in the Sea now. Yeah, I gotta see the saddest no, movie ever say, made. Like, I can't remember what happens. Like, it's like this couple who's going through this divorce, and then their kid had died. Yeah, or and then you find out their kid had like died in a fire, and that it's like their fault. And it's yeah. I don't know. It just like kept piling on stuff like that, where it was just like, oh god, like yeah, maybe he was just seeing <laughs> if people walked out. Yeah. If they couldn't take it. Yeah. Have you walked out of a movie before? Um, Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was the remake to Conan the Barbarian. They remade Conan the Barbarian? I'm trying to look. I'm like, was it Was that? this a free one, too? Did you walk out of, like, w- did, like when you could go see free movies? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure think, it was. F- I'm going to pay to go see a remake of Conan no, the Barbarian. No, I'm pretty sure I went for free. How can you remake it without Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's yeah, no it, was, it was Jason Momoa. Oh, well, there's a reason to walk out. Yeah. And it was really bad. <laughs> really bad. I never even heard of it. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that they made it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't walk out too out. I guess the, the biggest walkout I did was um, it was a movie with John Travolta and Christian Slater. Mm. It came out, I think, maybe near the end of the 90s. It was like an atomic bomb they had to smuggle or something. It was after John Travolta had done Pulp Fiction. He kind of re-got his career going. Yeah. And uh, Howie Long, he's like a former NFL guy, was trying to become an actor. That's when all these NFL guys thought they would become actors. (laughs) Was in it. Broken Arrow. Oh. And I had gone. I had blown out my knee, and I was getting it rehabbed. So I was on crutches. Mm -hmm. So I got there early, and I sat like in the middle of the theater. And then people, you know, it filled in. And it was so bad. Like, I sat there for longer than I would have because I didn't want to try and get up with crutches. And oh. finally, on crutches, I had to be like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> like, I had to shuffle I'm out leaving. on crutches <laughs> and then crutch my way out of the movie theater. Oh it was God. that bad. So I made it to probably the 40-minute mark because I didn't want to. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm on crutches. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to take my crutches and just go by everybody. I can't yeah. watch any longer of this. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it takes a lot for me to walk out of a movie. Like, I've sat through... I I can think of some that I've wanted to walk out, but I didn't, um, and that was the I think the mo- most recent Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> where, where where do you get your movie choices from? <laughs> like, I like. <laughs> I guess I guess you're walking out of the right movies, but what made you walk in in the first place is the bigger I question. I like superhero movies. Okay. And it's a good cast. Is the latest? Did they remake the Fantastic Four so from when they made it? So, yeah, like, the, it wasn't the ones with, like, Jessica Alba and Michael okay. Chiklis. That's the only one I know. Again, yes, you've I kn- gone to see a yeah, remake. I know. Of, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, they were all remakes, actually. The other one that I wanted to walk out of that was really bad was the remake of Hellboy. Well, what, it came you, out, like, two years should, ago. Uh, avoid remakes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That seems to be a warning sign for <laughs> you think. that, like, you're going to, like, oh. Remakes of, like, action movies. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever gone to see a remake. <laughs> Other than, well, like, Batmans aren't remakes. They just keep remaking Batman movies. <laughs> I guess. Right? They sort of start. It's always a but little origin thing, but it's different That's movie. what the Fantastic Four was supposed to be. 
Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work the first time. No. The first one wasn't good. The I remake know. can't be better. No. But it had, um, I'm pretty sure, Miles Teller, the guy from Top Gun. Oh, yeah. The Goose's Mr. Kid with the Rooster. Yeah. He plays Mr. Fantastic. Oh. Well, there's another reason not to see it. <laughs> you don't like him? Oh, I do like Miles Teller, I guess. I just didn't really know him from anything. Like, I saw yeah. him, like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, I recognize this guy. Yeah. But I wouldn't know him. There's sort of, like, a generation of actors where I haven't bothered yeah. learning their names. I kind of tapped out at, like, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton and that. I know that group of actors. So Fight Club. After that, Fight Club. <laughs> anything after Fight Club, I got no idea who's in it. I got an idea who it is, but, like, when they're... No, that's understandable. Like, like I couldn't tell you the name of the lead star in dune okay that kid that's in like uh yeah. he was in that the pretty good night there was sort of a night one where he uh he fought robert pattison oh he was a french king and he was like a british guy right Scottish i didn't Scottish guy i didn't watch it yeah well it wasn't a remake there's right. no reason for you to watch it um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so like i don't know what that actor's name is even though he's pretty big yeah do you know that actor's name yeah timothy chalamet Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I should know Timothy Chalamet. I know he didn't wear a shirt to the Oscars. Right. I saw that. He just wore a tuxedo top. Yeah, just like a jacket. And then he... Almost like a bolero jacket. Yes, he wore a bolero <laughs> cut jacket, which was another odd choice. I didn't know yeah. bolero cut jackets were still available. <laughs> I thought that ended at the end of the 80s or whatever, but yeah. he tried to bring it back. The shirtless bolero jacket look didn't really fly. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and I guess that was the last Oscars too, right? Yeah. They won't put it on TV anymore, will they? It's over. You think? Well, <laughs> who's, who needs to watch it after what happened? Yeah. Like that's I don't true. think it, I think everyone's gonna be like, oh, fuck, not these guys again. Yeah, and like every year I watch them because I I like it, but it, it's like always like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I did it all the years because we'd go to an Oscar party pool. That's fun. So everyone threw in money, and then you ticked off all the boxes, and whoever got the most right oh, yeah. won the money. I like that. Yeah, so it made you, you know, you're betting. It's sort yeah. of sports betting. So I'd, I liked it, but. Did you ever win? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I've won a couple early on, but I haven't won in like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I won on the last time Meryl Streep won the Oscar for Best Actor, mm. Actress. So it was down, it was the one category left. And myself and Toby Hargrave were, uh, he had, I don't know who the actress was. And then uh, then she won. And I was like, you don't bet against Meryl Streep. <laughs> you don't go against Meryl Streep. And then yes. I took the money out. It was like 550 bucks. It was pretty fun. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's and awesome. I bought drinks for everybody. And um, yeah, Erica Sigurdsson used to throw that every year until oh, COVID came. Right. And then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just no, no, <laughs> no, no more Oscars. No more Oscars. Damn. <laughs> um, okay, so let let's see. What um, when you were growing up, did you ever like go to concerts and stuff? Music concerts? Yeah. Um, like as a kid, did I get taken to them? Yeah. Or, or did I go? Or like when you were a teenager, own? like what was your first concert? My first concert was uh, Doctor Hook. Oh. Do you know who that is? Um. I'm like familiar. They're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're somewhere from the seventies. They were a mess of, they sing the cover of the Rolling Stone. Okay. That song can't yeah. get my picture. Yeah. The cover of the Rolling Stone. They, that got them on the cover of the Rolling Stone, but I got taken to that when I was like, I don't know, six or something. Oh, okay. My parents took me, I got to bring a friend and it was in this, like the Memorial arena, Victoria. Mm -hmm. 
and we were just allowed to run around. And they just told us if anyone offers you to smoke grass, you say no. <laughs> and I'm like cool. six. Maybe I was eight. <laughs> and then we just ran around. And I, all I remember was like one guy was like, like t- pulling off his belt and kind of doing like a fake strip show. Like I guess he was hammered on stage. They were all just wasted. But when you're a kid, you don't really understand why people do weird things. Like, oh, that guy's drunk. You don't know what drunk is. You yeah. just know it makes people do weird stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, that would be like concert of kids. And then the first concert I think I went to on my own mm-hmm. was either Motley Crue. Came over. I had to come from the island. We came to see Motley Crue. It's when Tommy Lee, the drums went upside down. He played a drum solo <gasps> and it spun around like he was drumming upside down. Like he drummed, yeah. he did a circle. That's cool. It's, it's in their movie, whatever that movie they made about it. Was something on the oh, the the dirt. The dirt. Yeah. yeah they they show him sort of doing <laughs> that. I'm like, I was at that as a kid. Nice. Or it was that or Van Halen. They were both about the same year. Okay. And we came to see Van Halen. It was pretty cool because we came over on our own and the guy that was with us, I don't know, we were like maybe 16, 15. Mm-hmm. And one guy was really hairy. So we got him to like open his shirt. He had long hair and he went in and managed to buy a case of beer. <laughs> like he didn't get ID'd. We sent in our hairiest friend. We're <laughs> like, just undo your shirt. Yeah. And then because we were from the island, we hid like just by the law courts. That's the only bushes we could find. I thought oh. that's where we could drink a beer. Like in Vancouver. Yeah, in Vancouver. So that would be my first. One of those two are my first concerts on my own. And then then I went, like when Mosh Pit was all the Lollapalooza. Like I was a professional Mosh Pit surfer from like 94 to 96. Whoa. I went to a concert (laughs) every weekend. Whoever was in town, I went because I had hadn't started doing stand-up yet. So I had like, once I started to do that, I sort of, rarely made it i made it some concerts but my at night a lot of times i was doing shows like i didn't i didn't not take a show to go see a concert yeah i i get that like it's it's kind of sad i'm like yeah i hadn't really been to a concert since i started doing (laughs) stand-up yeah well i had to start doing stand-up and follow a tour Oh, to yeah. go to shows, yeah. right? That's how we had to do. We had to incorporate the <laughs> two like, together. Because <laughs> I, I just, I really didn't see, yeah, I just sort of, um, I can't even remember. LP might have been the last concert I went to. Hmm. You know who she is? No. Yeah, she's playing at the Orpheum. Oh, my God, there's a husky oh. dog coming by. <laughs> Hello. All um, right. Yeah, I think the last concert I went to was, I don't know, Maggie Rogers? Before COVID. I don't know who Maggie Rogers is. Have you gone to see, uh, am I allowed to ask a question? Sure. Yeah, of course. Have you gone to see uh, stand up in a Coliseum? Like, did you go to see like Bill Burr? Have you been to a, like a GM, like in an arena? I haven't. No. I think the biggest place I've seen someone do stand up was at the Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, that's about as big as you want to go. Yeah, and what's it like at like an arena? You still see them. Um, uh, the arena. Um, you wind up watching on the big screen behind them because they're so small. But yeah. I got, I was lucky that I got to go. Uh, because w- of when I started stand up, I uh, I knew Russell Peters before he blew up. Mm. So when he was here, this was years ago. I got to go like down and have like dinner underneath, and then all of a sudden, your friend just walks up. 
into a stadium like he's Bruce yeah. Springsteen. And he's playing a concert. <laughs> it's really weird to see, like, oh, my God. So I kind of got to see what it was like to feel. Like, I wasn't on stage, but yeah. I was like, he's just talking to me. And he's like, okay, see you in an hour and a half. And then he walked <laughs> up. He did his show in front of a whole arena. And people are just, it's it's crazy yeah. that there's that many people laughing. I can't imagine how awesome that is. But then afterwards, there's, like, a meet and greet where people have paid extra money like for vip tickets yeah and so he has to talk to everyone get a picture and that lasted like a couple of hours and i'm like oh you have to do God. this at every show he's like every show it's it's tougher the show's the easy part right right you have to do this meet and greet and they get a picture or a little video or a selfie or something like yeah you talk to all these people and then oh that sounds exhausting yeah and then you <laughs> see how many people uh actually then they pack up all the stuff they start packing, and you see how many people are employed by, like, the amount of people that Bill Burr feeds yeah. on a tour is probably 40 people, That's right? Nuts. They pack up all the stuff, and then Russell would fly off in his own jet. I don't know. They drove it to the next place, but, like, yeah. the amount of people that actually, so that would go with music as well, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like Dolly Parton, whoever, your whole team, whoever you've got. With, I wouldn't see Dolly Parton in concert. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. She's pretty amazing. For a seven-year-old lady, she played every instrument. And she did three hours. Oh, my God. She did, like, an hour and a half, took a 20-minute break, and then did another hour and a half. Like, Ooh. Yeah. My <laughs> wife's a big Dolly Parton fan. I didn't... Well, I knew that about her. And I, w I went to Dolly World in Tennessee. She's got her own, like, theme park. Yeah. I didn't know that existed. We were just driving near it. And she's like, oh, my God, we got to go to I think to it's Do Dollywood. Dollywood. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're no okay, you know it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would, I would love to go to that. Yeah, we went to Dollywood, and... Um, and so I went to see her concert, and she played, she could play every instrument, and then she puts on, and the show is more like a one lady show. She cracks a bunch of jokes and yeah. tells the story of like how she got her how look she from, the songs. she met a hooker when she was like six and wanted to be like the her, like that's why she wears the wig, and then she, and then she would play a song, right? So she'd that's laugh awesome. and tell a story. So I recommend dolly parton yeah i would love to see that i've seen a couple like videos of her online of yeah just her just telling little jokes between her songs and it's like i don't know like as a stand-up you're like man that's yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah she's got the whole <laughs> so easy for her <laughs> it, it's it's pretty me if you see like i've gone to see concerts of bands i didn't like yeah like i got somebody gave me tickets to bon jovi i'm not a big fan mm-hmm but I went, and then I'm still always, like, uh, I guess maybe because we're performers and that. Like, you're really just in awe of, like, actually how good they are. Yeah. Like, oh, they, I got it. They are really good musicians. Yeah. Right? And performers. And I, even though I don't, it's not my favorite type of music, I'm still, like, it's a good show. Yeah, I got um, a free ticket to a Coldplay show once, and it was, like, it was in, like, 2012, and it was, like, I was like, yeah, like I, I know their hits. I'll, I'll go yep. to the show, and it was uh, amazing. Like it was like s such a good concert. Chris Martin is just like he was having the most fun. That was the best part. It was like you know, like you could tell he loves this more than anything. Like That's <laughs> so it's sort of inspiring, right? You get totally. kind of so you feel the inspiration, and then you're yeah. like, oh, I should do something. Yeah, and then you don't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh <laughs> the only one that wasn't like uh, Oasis was so boring. Oh. They didn't move. They just stood there and sang and then I guess they fight afterwards or whatever. Right. They do, right? <laughs> that's that's probably why they're not on tour anymore. But like uh, you know when I went to see sucks. Bill Burr the first time, mm -hmm. I went with like a few like some of Canada's 
pop comics and we all were sitting in different areas or whatever, but like we la- I laughed so hard. I forgot what it's like to laugh for like an hour until you're, it hurts. Yeah. Right. And then afterwards we all went for a beer and it was pretty quiet. Like we were all kind of tired out and then we were like, did you see what that guy's doing? Like we're not, we're not doing anything. Yeah. Like we thought we were pretty good. And we're <laughs> like, no, that guy is really good. We're, yeah. you know, and, and these are guys, you know, there's everybody's been on TV specials and done all that sort of stuff, but, but nobody is Bill Burr. Totally. Yeah. That's, um, that just made me think of like, I just was like, oh, how we met. You taught me in my, in my comedy class. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I was just thinking about that because, like, I, people sometimes like talk down on like comedy classes, but I'm like, I think it's a good introduction if you don't know how to get into stand up. And I thought your approach to teaching us was good. Like you were kind of like, you would show us a special or like a different style each yeah. week. And you were like, try write a story this week. Try and write one liners this week. Yeah. I tried to get <laughs> you to do all the different ways of stand up to yeah. see what would work for you guys. And the weird thing is like, I didn't, I'd never taught stand-up, but I didn't want to teach stand-up. <laughs> yeah. Some actress that I knew was like, oh, they're looking for someone to maybe, I think you'd be good. I'm like, I don't want to uh, teach a stand-up. So I had to write the curriculum too, right? Wow. Like I had to come up with the whole thing. Yeah. And then, but I went and the guys who owned the place used to run sport marts when I ran a sport mart. As I, so I knew them from when I was like 24. Yeah. I was like, oh, you guys own this? So I came to do it. And I really wound up enjoying the teaching, but like I didn't do a lot. Like I would show you guys stuff. I'd maybe talk to you. I'd help you with jokes, but then I like, nobody's going to help you write them. Yeah. When you do, you got to do this on your <laughs> own. Like this, I, I can't write the jokes for you. You have to learn how to do it. So I would make you guys. Yeah. Perform it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I remember like, you wouldn't even like, I, I don't know. You, you wouldn't like even guide us too much. You were like, you tell us like, this is what worked for you. Yeah. This is what didn't. And then um, I just remember, like, asking you, like, once, like, oh, I riffed this thing. Should I say that in my act? And you were like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if it works, it works. Yeah, try it. Yeah. Like, and I was like, well, that's the best. Yeah. You were like, you were like I'm not going to tell you what to say. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what to say. And also, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, you could do a joke in the class, and I and we all think that's the greatest joke, and then you do it yeah. live, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So, like, my idea of, like, what I think is a really great joke might not be like I think I come up with great jokes all the time and yeah. then they don't work. So who am I to tell you? Like Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had to yeah. And you're the only one actually out of that whole class who wound up Yeah becoming a stand up. That's true. And I don't know if any of the other people even wound up in any form of comedy because you guys learned improv. Yes. Yeah, um, you learned all the different stuff, right? You sketch, so improv. Much. Yeah. And um, then you were all actors first. You'd all taken the acting course. So I don't yeah. know if any of them Wound up being actors, comic. Have do you view? Um, I think some of them are still acting. I think Avalon's still doing improv in Calgary. I don't know. I think a lot of them were like nineteen years old, nineteen twenty years old. Yeah, and, you know they had taken the acting course and then kind of living in Vancouver, and then you, you kind of have to figure out like, what oh, is this actually what I want to do? Like uh, for me, I was twenty six. Okay. So I felt like I definitely wasn't the oldest person in the class, but I just felt like, and a lot of them wanted to be actors first and like writers. I don't know. I think I saw <laughs> one of them. Was Kenny in that class? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it might have been the last class. Uh, d- anyhow, one of the kids was in. I went to see 
Theater Under the Stars oh, last okay. night because I'm I'm mentoring my nephew. Yeah, is down and he wants to learn. He's a little actor guy. He's like 15. He's yeah. done some high school show. He wants to learn how to write a play. Mm-hmm. And so I've written a co- like a one man show and a lot of film and TV scripts. So I had to I had to get a couple of books to li- see exactly how a play is written. And I read all that in a couple of days. And so I've been mentoring him along. But we went to see a play and it was We Will Rock You. Oh. Some Queen. They sing Queen songs, but they've changed the lyrics to fit this. They're in an internet world and it. It Whoa. was pretty corny. Okay. Like I only made it. I only made. We didn't make it past the intermission. We went at the intermission. I was like, okay, that's uh, that's about all. I could. If I see something corny, I can't. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, a lot of theater, like theater, can go either way, like so hard. Yes, and I've seen really <laughs> great, like when they. I've seen like Broadway things where like a woman comes out and belts out a song that fills without a microphone feels like a whole, whole and you're like oh my god this is amazing and then you go to this where everyone's kind of dressed up and some <laughs> the acting's maybe not so great some of them can really sing some can't but you're just like ah i almost feel embarrassed for everybody yeah. in it yeah so it makes it hard for me to watch because we do stand up yeah so even the little guy was like yeah i've had enough oh that's good so <laughs> yeah we went home and i don't know what did I, oh we watched dune that's why I didn't know mm. the name of that actor. <laughs> nice. What did you think of Dune? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, it was That's really a remake. It is a remake. <laughs> You're right. It is a remake of Dune. And uh, and the thing is, the the original Dune is kind of well. I don't. I saw it again as an adult. Okay. Uh, but it was awful as a kid. Oh. Because it was made by David Lynch, so it was all weird. Oh, right. Yeah. So David Lynch makes all don't these. Weird, you don't understand. So as a kid, when you're seeing Star Wars and all them, we thought, oh, there's this movie on a desert planet where giant worms eat spaceships. We were all excited to go see it, and we're like, what is going on? <laughs> I have no clue. Like yeah. Sting was flying around in it. Like it was just this. It was just this weird. I don't know what was going. It was the guy from Twin Peaks, Kyle MacLachlan, was right. the star, and it's not mm. that. Great. It's weird. It's David Lynchy. Whereas this one, it was like, and I also didn't know it was only part one. Mm-hmm. Like I went in and it's like, oh, part one. I'm like, oh, so it doesn't finish. Like the other one, they did the whole movie. Okay. Right? So I know where it goes. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, there's like a few books that's based on, yeah. right? Yeah, it's based on a book. So that's what we thought it would be like because we read all the, And then I uh, went to see it. Well, I, that was the second time I saw it was the other night with the with the kid. Oh, okay. Um, and I went to see it originally with this buddy at the D-Box movies. Have you oh, gone to a D-Box movie? I haven't. It kind of scares me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so you, you sit in your... Sometimes you could hear it. Yeah, but they put you in a chair. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so when the ship goes up, like, your chair goes up, and then your feet are dangling, and as it goes down, like, it tilts your chair. You're moving around. Yeah. And I was like, this is an awful way to watch a movie. I don't need to be in, in feel-o-rama. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, you can shut your chair down. So I turned mine down to whatever. And then I just watched my friend. Like, he's trying to eat popcorn. <laughs> it's spilling everywhere. His chair's throwing him around. I'm like, what are you? You're a full-grown adult. He's going up in a chair, down. Like, deep. That's the dumbest. <laughs> that's the dumbest idea we've come up with for movies yet is a D-box chair. 
Yeah, it's it's so weird. And like, yeah, if you're, if you're sitting like right in front of them in normal seats, you yeah. can hear them yeah. like rumbling the They're whole rumbling time. Rumbling around, it's right? Like so d- I, yeah, I had this guy <laughs> rumbling beside me yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> popcorn spilling everywhere. Uh, he didn't shut it down. He loved the D box chair. Oh, okay. But I was like, oh, this, no. I guess some people love it because they've kept it around for a bit. Yeah, but there's only a few of them, right? There's just that True. row of the D boxers. Yeah. And uh, I think you got to pay for those ones. I don't think you could sneak into a D box, it won't activate. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they have to turn it on every yeah. time. Yeah. I think I think they got to probably fire up the D-Box. Yeah. Interesting. We didn't have that at the theater I worked at. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's that newer. Means, uh, an old one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's next on your super question list? Um. Okay. Well, because you do the Microdose podcast, I was going to ask, are you a fan of stoner films? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I like Dazed and Confused. Okay, that's a great one. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Half Baked. Mm, I've never seen it. Yeah, that's Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't great. So, what's another stoner film? I'll tell you if I. Um. Okay. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, like that. <laughs> well, that <laughs> well, they take acid in that, right? So. Well, that's what's interesting. Like, I was like experimenting with weed. I'm not a big stoner at all, and I thought like. Oh, that's what you you do. You like get stoned and then watch like a stoner movie, but a lot of them are like very stressful, like Pineapple Express. Yes. So it's like you don't actually want to watch that when you're stoned because you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> I don't I, know. Maybe it, it doesn't matter. You know what? It's weird. I don't smoke <laughs> pot very often anymore. Like oh, once okay. in a while, like sometimes when I write something and I want to get a different look at it, I'll smoke some pot and then go for a run or a hike, like just to mm. kind of think about it. And once in a while, I'll get high and go to a movie. Yeah. And the difference is, you know, or you can eat gummies now. Yes. Uh, my brother and I ate gummies, went to see Anchorman 2. Nice. Could not stop laughing. An hour, like, laughed ourselves right out of gas for an hour. And then at the end, we kind of ran out of gas. And my wife was with me, and she's like, "This, you guys, this is not funny. Yeah. But you guys are laughing way too hard. And then I saw like on Facebook afterwards, people that I know that are really funny, all of them, like this movie is god awful. <laughs> like nobody liked Anchorman 2. Yeah, it but was bad. if you took <laughs> Yeah, it was horrible, right? It's this horrible. But if you were high on like if you would take a spot, yeah. it, it was so funny when the like all the jokes that were so dumb yeah. when you're high. Nobody's driving the van and it goes off or when he's going invisible on the green screen. Stuff that is so bad was so funny when we were high. And then I watched it again, not high. And I'm like, this is almost unwatchable. Oh, my God. Right. So because uh, microdose is just we we just take a little bit of psilocybin mushroom yeah. stuff before the podcast, but not, it's not You enough. don't get like super stoned. No, it turned out like... um. We tried to do it on LSD at the beginning, just mm. microdose that, but it was it would stay in your system for a while afterwards. So you were like done, and then you're like just go away. Yeah, acid. I didn't really like that. Like you never took enough that you were hallucinating. Like it was the idea was just a bit, but it turns out I think I shouldn't say this just for creative people, but if you're already pretty creative, I don't think you need to be. Hmm. I don't think you need it. It didn't add anything to the podcast. Okay. So, but the, but we do wind up like I still microdose every three days. I take a bit. Yeah. Just for your mental health. Nice. And then I found <laughs> out. Yeah, we we talked about like because we thought that might be part, and then we found out the best thing for your mental health is 
do a podcast with your friend once a week. Well, yeah, that's that's it. Like just having a conversation yeah. with your friend yeah. where you don't have your phones. You're just Yeah, chatting. you just laugh. You do a <laughs> podcast once a week and through like all of COVID because we started right before that happened. Like that turns out to be the best thing you could do is do yeah. a podcast once. Whether you, whether you want to do a podcast or not, everybody should do a podcast once a week. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's good for everybody to do. It is. It's, and al I it's think, always fun. I think everybody <laughs> does do a podcast once a week, don't they? Isn't there that many <laughs> podcasts out there? Yeah, like ev everyone I know anyway. Yes, but we know all the people in the arts. <laughs> I don't know if regular people are doing podcasts. I shouldn't say regular people. Like, we're not regular people. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people who just have jobs or whatever and think, oh, I can never do a podcast. It's pretty, I mean, your podcast is really well put together. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're it filming. We're in a studio. A There's a dog comes by. Like, right? you don't get that on many <laughs> other podcasts. Yeah. So. I used to do them on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, but you can do them easily. You can do, like, yours will sound great. Like, you mm -hmm. have all the equipment. And then some people have podcasts that sound awful. Right, Right, yeah. like, they just sound tinny or whatever, so it's hard to listen when everybody has pretty good, not everybody, but, it, like, we have pretty good gear for sound. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be... It's, it's it. like that's the one thing that a podcast is. It's like people are going to listen to it. So it's like, yeah, you should yeah. put something into. <laughs> you how should it's put something sound. in. Like I did one <laughs> lately, just over Zoom, and I'm like, do you want me to hook up my mic? And all? they're like, no, no, just you know. And I'm like, oh, I and it didn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, right. You're it, like, I should have. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Even theirs didn't sound good, oh, right? No. They're just, but they're new. They were only yeah. on like episode six. Yeah. And so it's it takes some time, right? Not everybody's sure. got a studio up their sleeve. Well, uh, hey, the, I started this a long time ago and, yeah. well, over a year. Anyway. Yeah, you've been at it for a while. Yeah. Two years? Um, Maybe. How many episodes are you at? 69. 69. <laughs> nice. I'm in episode 69? <laughs> this is what episode I get the old, nice. oh, Shorzy, episode 69, <laughs> right on. <laughs> 69, dude. That's so um, funny. Yeah, so that's over yeah. a year. Uh, yeah. 52 is I've, a year. And I have taken, like. The odd, like, month or so off. Okay. Yeah. You take, what, a sabbatical? Um, what do they call that? Hiatus? No, like, it, it, it's never been on purpose. It's just, like, once, where, like, I got COVID and I was doing oh, them. Yeah. I, was, I, I could have done it on Zoom, but I was like, I just don't feel like it. No. You know. Yeah. You'd like happens. to do it in person. Life happens. Yeah, yeah. It is. I do like doing it in person now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You've had some weird stuff. You got COVID. Didn't you get run over by a car? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've been <laughs> run over by a car. You and got COVID. Actually, I'm, like... Uh, getting another knee surgery for that. Um, for the car? For right the car, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, at the end of July, so I might have to take another hiatus. But you can still podcast if your knee. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be able to wear the fancy leopard pants. <laughs> no, I, pr I think I would, actually. Oh, yeah. They're pretty, they're basically like pajamas. That's, um, <laughs> the uh, before my first stand-up set, I got my uh, finger broken in a fight. Like I got, I got caught in a brawl at a house party with skinheads. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of got pulled out. So anyhow, my finger got broken. I got caught. My finger was broken, and anyhow, I was with a bunch of hot guys. So it was only like, I don't know, a week before I was gonna do my first show, and so now I had this big. They had to put on like a splint, but it had also like a wrap on your hand. Yeah. To set it because it got set wrong, so they had to go to the hospital and surgically they had to re-break it and pin it and all this stuff. So I had my, um, I went to do my first show and I had my special comedy jacket I was going to wear oh. and I couldn't fit my hand through it. Right. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> so I had to just go out in like a white t-shirt and that, it, the set went well. 
Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, I don't have my comedy jacket. Oh. Like I thought, like you need your special. <laughs> I had you my outfit like all picked out. Yes, I was gonna like oh. because you know how you came to my class. I sort of did the same thing. So when I moved to Vancouver, I didn't know how to get into stand up. Yeah. I went and watched a couple of amateur nights mm-hmm. and I saw a guy and they were like, Oh, he's gonna be on Melrose Place. And he was terrible. And this other guy like, he just toured all of Texas. And I was like, Oh my god. And he was terrible. And yeah. I was like, if these guys can do that, I can get on it. Later I found out the guy sent in a tape, an audition tape. Never got the role. The other guy was doing open mics and text. So ne- I, I thought, yeah. I went in on lies thinking yeah. it was that easy. If these guys, That's what comics but, are like. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know even where to start. Like I went to see the couple of amateur nights and I walked into a sushi shop and Steve Allen was there, the guy that ran Kino that we all know. And he saw me with some golf clubs and we started talking. I'm like, oh yeah, I just moved here. I was, I'd, I'd like to try stand-up. And they're like, we're stand-up comedians. You have to come to Peter Klamis' comedy gym. So I... Meeting him told me, come down to this thing. So it was sort of a thing like that. I came down, there was like 12 comics at the comedy club. Yeah. And the the guy to- told you how to write some jokes and did all this stuff. And then you did a performance at the end. And I only made like, I think, three of the classes and then just showed up for the show. I just wanted to do the show. I didn't want to <laughs> do all the, I didn't right. want to do all the other stuff. And then it went pretty well. Nice. I don't know, like a year later, I was doing stand-up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was more to, to go and open then. Like you could go, and they were horrible shows, though. You had to go oh. to bars where nobody wanted to actually see the stand-up. Yeah. I, I think f- to keep their liquor license open. Interesting. Yeah. It feels like, anyways, I was going to say, it, it almost feels like that's happening again. There's so many shows right now that are, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I won't. That people don't <laughs> want, yeah. But this was where, like, you had to go to, like, a place, drive hours. Oh, God. Somewhere like for days, like you do all of BC and you'd yeah. be in these terrible little towns. Okay. And the shows were done. I think maybe the shows were big years before and they were still just kind of there because no, like yeah. the guy with you, you walk in and there'd be like a Xerox copy of his 8x10 <laughs> on the wall and it was 15 years old. Like the guy that I was with didn't look like the guy in the picture. Of course. And, <laughs> you know, th- that was, it was rough. It was yeah. a rough start, but I was like, I'm a professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're touring. I'm touring. I'm making 100 bucks a show. I thought I was doing great. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Never looked back. And then I just quit my job at the Sport Mart, and that was that. Nice. And yeah. here you are. And here I am. <laughs> I spent three uh, three summers teaching. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. And then I quit the program. Yeah. I don't think it kept running. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's running. <laughs> yeah. It was, out of, it was out of comics who wanted to try it. Well, yeah. They, were, they all actually wanted to be actors. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But um well yeah, I think that's that's the that's end of the we pod. caught up. That's all the pulp culture. That's all got. yeah, that's it. Oh, oh magic eight, eight ball. ball. Thank you. I forgot Speaking about it. Speaking of drugs. <laughs> um I like to like to end with the asking the question. Okay. Um uh do you wanna ask I ask you a question and shake it up. How's it? I don't even really know how the eight ball works. Okay. I, I have this because th- I've had this since childhood. Okay. Uh, you ask a yes or no question. All right. Um, you can't shake it too hard, otherwise it it gets really bubbly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay, I want to ask, well, I'll ask myself a question about me, and then you can ask a question for you. About me. Yeah. And do I, you're going to shake it up for me, or I'll... No, uh, I'll okay. pass you it after. All right. Okay, I'm going to ask, because you went on tour, a comedy co- concert tour, will I tour with Lady Gaga? 
My reply is no. <laughs> really? <laughs> you just said no? Okay. Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, I got to put on my reading glasses. For this. Oh, this is like, yeah. Were you prepared at least? Uh, yeah, I brought them. I didn't think I'd have to. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, will the play that I'm helping my nephew mentor him through uh, get made, showing? Yes, definitely. Yes. There we go. There you go, Jack. Your play is getting made. Hell yeah. <laughs> See, I helped you get started in stand-up, and now he's going to get his little play made. Yeah. It turns out I'm a pretty good mentor, instructor, yeah. after all. <laughs> That's perfect. Thanks, 8-Ball. Um, yeah. Here, I can okay. Um, okay, well, thank you so much Thanks for, for having being me on here. your show. It's, yeah. uh, it's always a pleasure to be, you know, hang out with you. Yeah, Especially sure. since you're the only one who did stand-up that I ever taught. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always feel great to see you doing well. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, yeah, and uh, everyone else, you should check out the Microdose podcast. And um, yeah, check out the Microdose podcast with myself and Paul Meyerhog. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then you can just see me doing stand up every. Uh, when's this come out? Uh, Monday. Monday. Too late. I'm on Friday on CBC. My Winnipeg taping from the oh from two years ago when things were shut down with COVID. It's an end of the world special. It's finally coming out. Yeah, <laughs> end of days, and it turned out like we wrote it ahead of time, and then. It was in the middle of COVID. Right. So everyone's wearing masks. It turned out to be kind of creepy and weird and real. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so Nice. Hopefully you've seen that by then. Yeah. There All you right. go. Okay. Well, thanks for watching and listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.